With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this, this is, 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 is Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night at half past six, and you're listening to Radio City Talk, which can mean it's only one thing. I'm back off my holidays, and Fight Disciples is back. And let me tell you, I've got a cracker of a show for you tonight. Obviously, coming up later on, we're going to be speaking to Rocky Field, a new challenges for the WBA World Super Middleweight title this coming weekend over in Germany. What a fantastic opportunity that is for Rocky. Uh, And also, um, Liam Beefy Smith, of course, heads over to Las Vegas coming up the end of the month. He's got a world title fight, and then right behind that, probably in September, we're looking at Callum Smith. Three world title fights coming up for Scousers in the coming months. Absolutely sensational time to be a fight fan. But let me tell you, I was talking about I've got a treat on the show tonight. I've got two lads in the studio. This is great, this. Okay, so we're talking about world title fights, and that's all great and good. We all love the world title fights. But you know what else we all love? Small hall boxing, because this is where it all begins. I've said this all the time on the show. If we don't support small hall pro boxing, where these guys are starting out in their careers and aiming to get on the big shows, aiming to win world titles, then the sport will die. We've got to support it, yeah. And MTK come back at the end of this month, July the 21st, for another show at Green Bank Sports Centre. And let me tell you, they've pulled an absolute cracker out of the bag. Who doesn't love a Merseyside derby? And better than that, who doesn't love a Merseyside derby when the two lads in front of me are undefeated to boot as well? Sensational. Let me welcome to the studio, first of all, Nick Ball and also Brian Phillips. Hello. Combine these guys. I've got a total of nine straight fights undefeated. A couple of stoppages in there as well. I'm so excited for this fight because you know what? Someone's oh has got to go. But this is this is the great thing about boxing right now. It's absolutely booming. And both of these guys, even though they're both young men, both of them realise that this kind of challenge at this stage in their careers does nothing but advance them both forward. It's a massive opportunity for them both. Nick, uh, let me come to you first. 21 years old, turned pro last year. Yeah. 5-0 uh, and already in your career. Just yeah. give us a bit of a background of how you got into boxing first and foremost. I want to try and introduce you both to the listeners before we uh, before we get used to go head-to-head. Yeah, I started off as a um, KBABC as an amateur. I um, was there for a couple of years and then I stopped. Stopped boxing for about two years and then went up to the um, Everton Red Triangle with Paul Stevo and decided to turn pro there and haven't looked back since. Um, just in the gym learning every day. Got five fights under myself now, so just got to keep continuing, seeing how I get on. Junior ABA champion, Sci Nations champion. Yeah. How, how come you you turn pro? Things are looking good for you as an amateur. Why? Why? What made you th- make this decision? Um, I just thought my style was suited to the pros, and like I wanted to start getting my name out there more and stuff. So I decided to turn pro. Your style, of course, is you know, just looking at you and Brian next to each other. Obviously, you're a lot shorter than Brian, but obviously yeah. you've got like a, a stocky build about you, and yeah. that's kind of the way you fight as well, don't you? You know, you yeah. like to roll inside, throw big shots. Yeah, come forward. Yeah, pressure fighter. So, is that what you found in the amateurs? Because you had successes as an amateur, so it's a, you know, is it because of this? 
you know, amateurs very much these days is like a point scoring fencing kind of style. Yeah. Was it a decision you made, or obviously Paul's in the studio with us as well? Did Paul make, you make that decision with Paul, or? Yeah, we, together. I just mentioned it to Paul, and Paul thought it was a good idea as well. So we both went ahead with that, and we're doing good. How did you get into boxing anyway? I just first start out because I had on a grapevine you originally started as a Mai Thai fighter Thai boxing Thai yeah. boxer yeah it was my dad's mate um, he's got a gym Mark Wilson um, in Kirby so he took me down there when I was about 7 um, and then I got into it then and had about 85 fights something like that and then stopped that and got into boxing and then just carried on with the boxing preferred the boxing incredible at 85 fights as a, as a Thai boxer yeah from what age was that Seven, almost fourteen, something like that. Wow. Mm. And when you were that young, did you know what were your aspirations at that time? You just enjoying what you were doing? Were you thinking about going into MMA, more like a UFC thing, or? Yeah, I was. I was enjoying what I was doing, but like I wanted to be the best in it as well. So I had, I had a um, British, British title fights, Europeans, and then a fought for the world title in the Adelphi. So I won that, and then there was nothing left really to do. So. Um, I went into boxing, wanted to go bigger, better things, so got into boxing, started doing this. Five fights now as a pro? Yeah. Is it is it all it's cracked up to be? Or listen, I had Luke Willis on here just before I went on holiday myself. And Luke was dropping some 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 knowledge bombs, you know. He was letting me know what this pro game is actually about. And you know, I think a lot of young fighters and a lot of youngsters who listen to the show might think, Oh, I'm gonna turn pro and I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be the next Anthony Joshua, but how are you finding the pro? You're 12 months into it now. Is it tougher? Is it easier? Is it, you know, what, what's yeah. been the worst? What's been the biggest shock to you as a pro? Um, not really, not in, not in shock. It's like you, your head's got to be in it. Like you can't just like decide. Like no one can just decide like to turn pro and all that. Like, your head's got to be in it. If your head's not in it, like you're not gonna go far. It's like 80 percent in your mind. No, like you can have all the skill in the world and and whatnot, but if your head's not in it, you're not gonna do very well. Yeah, has it helped? Obviously, coming from a, a gym as, and a coach's experience as Paul, and seeing the lads in the stable, seeing what they put in and, and go yeah. through. When I first joined and seeing how Paul had it set up and all the lads saying that sort of yeah, give me a, not not a shock, but like like this is what the level I need to be on and all that. Because with Paul, I've learned. I've only been there a year and I've learned a ridiculous amount, and I'm still learning each day. So it's boss. Love it, Brian. Just coming to you. Yeah. Um, obviously, your own journey. Turn pro, I think it was a couple of weeks after Nick, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think Nick yeah. turned pro, was it last June? Were you June and then you turned pro in yeah. September? Yeah, yeah, I think June, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So obviously one fight less, you're 4 yeah. no, couple of stoppages yeah. on your record. Um, just tell us about your journey into the sport. Obviously, you, I think most fight fans will be familiar with the fact that you made your pro debut on the Callum Smith World Boxing Super Series on the card. Yeah, um, started boxing at the Tunday, ABC game, probably about... 11, 12, just got into boxing because my family boxed. Um, my brother brought me around the gym and it was just, just basically to just get me off the streets and keep keep me head like on, on the straight path. So got in the gym, ended up liking it. Um, was just training every day and ended up getting a good um, good feel for the um, boxing. And then boxed in the, um, in the Adelphi, it was my first fight. And Callum Smith was topping in that build, oh, my right, very okay. first fight. So... Um, just carried on with with the amateur journey. I weren't really, weren't really under percent in the amateurs. I was just like eating what I wanted, not even, not even like hydrating. Just didn't even know nothing about like the diet side. Yeah, it was just just turn up and fight. Yeah, just, yeah, just turn up and enjoy it and just get in the gym when you can. Every didn't miss a day. Just always in the gym, but not not 
100%. And then ended up having a little fallout with the Thunder and then ended up coming to the Everton Red Triangle with Paul. Yeah. So it was from from the Thunder to the RT, it was a brilliant mix-up of styles. Yeah. And I learnt a lot in the Thunder, but the RT catapulted me to like the next level. But same again, I wasn't living the life. I was just... I was taking fights just there. Yeah, I'll, I'll do this whatever weight I was walking around and I was just getting in and just fighting and boxing. And But was learning, learning all the time. But when I turned professional, that's when I really learned you have to live the life, you have to give it 100%. You have to just go sleep early, eat the right stuff, train hard. And that that's where like it comes into play then. It's who wants it most. What was the... The time frame like when you stop boxing amateur and, and turn pro? Did you did you have a time away from the sport at all? Um, no, not not out the gym, but yeah, because of my medical issues, um, I had a heart murmur, which which was all good, but the board ones they're hundred percent. They yeah, want yeah. want everything to be cleared, so it took it took about a year before I got cleared by the board. But I was in the gym training every single day. Not not haven't missed the gym. I've yeah. been out the gym since I was. 11, 12, so... Your pro journey's been... Is with with Scotty Hamilton? Yeah, with Scotty Hamilton, yeah. Um, how's that going there? Good. Obviously, it's, a, it's a, again, another look, yeah. buzzing little stable from Liverpool yeah. that's doing really well and yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, every day just enjoying this. Like, just wake up happy every day and just... It, it's it's me goal and me dream, so why not wake up and, and, and be happy about it? Absolutely. I, I'm the one who's choosing to do it, so... Why not? Why not be happy? Yeah, obviously Nick's at ERT, so he's kind of got sparring on tap. But I see you do yeah. loads of work with Jazz Dickens, and most yeah. recently you've been training with Carl Frampton as well. Yeah. What's that been like? Superb. Um, the both both of them, Jazz and Carl, um, very good. So it's just bringing me on leaps and bounds. So made up. Are you finding the the pro journey? You know, is it all you thought it was going to be? Um, the business side, it's um, it's terrible. Yeah. You've got to sell your tickets. You you, you only get a certain amount. You've got to give a um, percentage to your coach and your manager. I just thought I just t- thought you turned up and you're 40 and you got money. But the, that side to it, it, I've learned a lot on that side. But to me, it's just the same, really. I just turn up, forget about the money. Just just get in and just do what you've got to do. Yeah. Is it... Is your journey, is it based on... You know, at the, both of you, in fact, you're so early in your careers... Is a lot of it at this stage based on family support or sponsors? Have you both got sponsors that, that help you make ends meet? Yeah, um, a lot of sponsors and a lot of family support. Family support, a big one, like. Yeah. Yeah, same with me. My family helped me a lot, and um, I've got a few sponsors that help me as well. Okay, drop some sponsor names for us. Give them a bit of a shout-out. This is your opportunity. The Glenbrook Hotel, Hanover, Hanover Management, Welfare, uh, Body Fuel Kirby. Um, Kingfisher print and design. Um, that, that's SP plasterers. Paul's just pulling down his t-shirt there so he can <laughs> read all the yeah, things. I th- think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. Yeah, I've got Yoga Nation. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of lot of yoga, obviously, and um, they do spinning that gets your weight off and and there's um, a cryotherapy in there, and that that's um, brilliant for recovery. And then I've got a massage therapist, which she's um, brilliant for recovery again, Natalie Fall. Um, and then I've got food on board, Goodness Grill. Yeah. They, they they help me out through camp. And then I've got like, kit sponsors. So 
just everyone's just helping me out. Yeah, absolutely. Time. Listen, I think it's and I'm hearing this more and more as well. It's not just from the the world champions that we have in or the British champions, but even lads like yourselves who are very much starting out on this journey. That you've got your your nutrition on point, you've got your you know your sponsorship support, you're doing cryotherapy, you're getting regular massages. It's bonkers because you know Paul will back me up here. Ten years ago, the the world champions weren't even doing all that kind of stuff. So you're ticking every box. Listen, the sport right now. We talk about it all the time. It's, it's absolutely booming. British boxing has never been in the position it's in now. It's a super exciting time for you both to be starting out as pros. But obviously the million-dollar question that people still are listening to the show now want to hear is, you're 5-0, you're 4-0, you're both in exciting journeys. What has brought this fight together? Uh, we, we got a call saying off um, MTK saying, do you want to top the bill on the show against another Liverpool lad, Brian Phillips? Um, and we just said we said yeah straight away. Uh, don't see why not. It's pointless fighting, just carrying on fighting all these journeymen and all that. Like you might, he's coming to fight and I'm coming to fight. So that's it's going to be exciting in it. So might as well. So it was MTK Brian that phoned you independently. It wasn't yeah. like one of you instigated the phone call. No, or... no way. I just exactly the same. Got a call off MTK and saying you want to fight and why not? Why why blag the public? You're fighting these journeymen and you're putting them away. And you're blagging, not just the public, you're blagging yourself. How far are you really going to go? What's the point in, in hanging around? Let, let's get it on. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I think both of you deserve all the credit in the world. I think it's a brilliant a brilliant headliner for this card. Uh, and and in, I think in the sport these days as well, it's changed slightly. You know, if you look at the likes of Paddy Barnes or Vasily Lomachenko, you know, world title fight in his second fight, the sport may be booming and maybe more pro boxers than ever before, but why bother waiting around? You know, there's no, there's no point. And... I think this weekend, as much as anything, proves to us that a loss on your record can mean nothing. You know, yeah. Rocky Fielding lost to Callum Smith, yet Rocky Fielding fights for the world title this weekend, where Callum is still waiting for his world title. So I think all the credit should go to both of you. Um, was it a, when the conversation come in, was this something you had to sit down with Paul and talk about, Nick, or was it, you know, something straight away that you thought, yeah, this is what I've been waiting for? Have you, were you pushing MTK to go, come on, step me up now? I don't want to fight another Eastern European with a, a losing record. No, I weren't pushing them. Um... I was I was on the show anyway, and I walked in the gym. Paul, we were speaking about opponents, and Paul said, "Nick, yours has come up um, fighting Brian Phillips." So we've just said yeah straight away because, like, it's put it's 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 better because it, like, it's not a, it's not a risk. You like it's better taking all these risks because you, you get into you get into this boxing if you, you know what you're gonna do, and like, it's pointless just carrying on fighting all the journeymen if you know if you know what you're gonna be in the in the sport. So. You might as well take these fights now. Absolutely. Brian, you've both so far only fought at super featherweight. I'm led to believe this will be eight rounds at featherweight. Yeah. Will that, I, I would initially think that would suit Nick better because he's smaller, but, but yeah. did you have any issue getting down to featherweight? No, my first fight away in super bantamweight. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Made it, made it strong, perfect. Yeah. Um, featherweight. I've weighed in featherweight for all my things, all my fights, but they haven't even put it down as featherweight. They put it in as super featherweight. I don't know why. I said, um, it's making me look like a like a, a big super featherweight, and, yeah, and yeah. I'm not. So I'm I'm a big featherweight, and make it good. Absolutely. Listen, I'm going to turn these two against each other in the, in the second part of the show. At least side to any of them. Both gentlemen, yeah. what can I do? And Paul's sitting between them anyway. Nothing's going to happen. But listen, someone's always definitely going to go on July the 21st, Saturday, July 21st, an eight-round, and I'm told it's for the British Challenge featherweight title belt. I don't think any of us in the room even know what that is, and nobody really cares. But the main thing is that these guys are going to put themselves in a little bit of a test early on in their pro career, and for that, 
listen, I'm going to be there. I can't wait. Tickets are on sale now. I think you can go through ERT Gym, I'm sure. You can go through Derry Matthews, MTK Gym. I'm sure you can hit the guys up on social media as well. Go through the, um, the fighters. Yeah. Of course, yeah, go through the fighters because obviously the fighters are selling tickets and that money goes back into the fighters' pocket. So hit Nick or Brian up, Nick Ball or Brian Phillips on social media and I'm sure they'll sort you out with tickets. You're listening to Fight Disciples. Stick with us on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm still joined in the studio by Mr Nick Ball and Mr Brian Phillips who go head-to-head at Greenbank Sports Centre on the 21st of this month. Greenbank Sports Academy, that is, on Greenbank Road up by Seth. Park. Someone's always got to go, baby. Eight rounds. I said incorrectly in the first part of the show it was for the British Challenge Featherweight belt. I'm now told, you know what, I'm quite glad actually because I didn't even know what it was. That belt isn't on the line, but we don't need that belt. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, both these lads are undefeated and they're going to go at it. Okay, let's throw something at you then, Nick. I'm looking at Brian's record. He's got a couple of finishes, but you seem like the aggressive style of fighter. Is, has Brian got more power? Is that where it is? Is Brian? Is, is the power over there? Are you are you a little bit more compact? You know what, what's your style all about? My styles, um, I like to come forward and have a go um, and put the pressure on. Um, I haven't had no stoppages. Doesn't mean nothing though, because the the journeyman that that's their job. They come to survive, like that's their job to come and get in there and survive. But I know I know I'm coming to fight. I know Brian's coming to fight. So it's going to be exciting. So we'll just have to see what happens on the night. Will the move to featherweight suit suit you better? Yeah. Have you been given a bit away fighting up at Super Feather? Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, box at Light Welter, Super Feather, and Featherweight's even better for me. I'm making the weight strong now, healthy, so it's going to be good. Long term, is this your your weight class as a Featherweight? Yeah. Or you just, could you could you envisage a move down to Super Bantam? Or? Um, I have to see what happens. I'm, I'm, str- I'm very strong at uh, Featherweight, and I, th- I think that'd suit me, Featherweight. Brian, you said earlier that you fought as, as low as Super Bantam anyway. You've, yeah. you've basically, even though it's marked up as Super Feather on Boxtrek, yeah. all your fights have been at Featherweight. Um, you know, your results would suggest that you've got the powers on your side. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Um, Nick's classed as the stronger man and come forward fighter. But um, I, don't, I don't see that. I see no one stronger than me at, at, at Featherweight. Day before away and no one stronger than me. Not a chance. You both fought on the same show at Bowlers um, last September, I think it was, or in September, just gone. Uh, did you both watch each other fight? Did you, did, did you at the time then? Did you kind of watch each other and go maybe one day? Yeah, I was, I was on. I think I was on fourth. He was on third. He was on before me, and I was on after. I was in the changes after it. So no, didn't watch. Just focused on myself. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a little glimpse of Nick through his career. Um, I think that twice. Just, had, just had a little. You, you, whoever's at your weight, you you have a little look. You're um, you're eyeing everyone up. You wanna you wanna beat everyone at the weight. So, yeah, yeah, I had a little look at Nick and thought if the fight happens, it happens, and it, it did. So it was like um, like I thought about it, yeah, and it's manifested. So I, I'm happy. I'm happy when it, when the fight got got called. I was like too right. Yeah, yeah. Have you watched any tape subsequently, Nick, since the fight's been made? Have you watched much of Brian? No, no. I guess you're in a really enviable position that your coach used to be Brian's coach. Yeah. So if you needed any more information, well, it's it's there on time. Yeah, it's there and Paul's, Paul's the best coach about and he's he's so clever. So I'll just, I've just got to keep listening to Paul and if, as long as I listen to Paul, I'm going to go fa- far away. So, Do you think you've got yourself at a bit of a disadvantage, Brian, being no. in mind that Paul's in his corner? No, not a chance. Um, 
Paul's was my coach and you, and you say he knows a bit about me. I've come on leaps and bounds since I've left Paul. Um, I know a lot about Paul and the way he fights and the tricks he learns. So say, put it that way to yourself. Yeah, of course. Um, when you told friends and family, Nick, that the fight had been made and that you were fighting another scouser and it was you know, a fight... At, so let's be honest, you faced really meaningful fighters as a yeah. pro. You faced opponent that's going to come to the ring with a winning record and coming to win. What was their response like? Made up. Um, made up for me, yeah. And I've, I've sold a lot, a lot more tickets because of it. Because that's what people want to see, don't they? Two scousers um, going head to head. Because so, it's going to be exciting. So that's what everyone wants to see. Are you a red or a blue? Red. I'm not really into the footy, though. Are you, are you red or a yeah, blue? I'm a red, but, Both reds. But I'm um, not really into the footy either. It's just, <laughs> just boxing. I can't even get a little uh, footy rivalry going here, can we, or nothing? Um, <clears throat> obviously, yourself, the, the fight's been made. You, you've told your friends and family and things like that. Has their response been similar? Or, yeah. You know, is there, has anybody kind of flagged up the fact, oh, wait a minute, he's from, the ER, he's, he's from ERT. He used to go to no. ERT. It's a bit weird. No, or? not on him. Just a lot of respect um, for myself and Nick. They both, like... My cousin, he messaged me straight away and just said, um, go fight me there, um, that's what it's about. Respect to you and respect to Nick for taking a fight. You both don't have to. What's the point? You, you could have had a few more journeymen and climbed up the ladder and, and just... But it's blagging everyone, so yeah, forget about blagging. Let's, let's get it on for real. It's 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 a real... It's it's not just a sport, it's real. It's yeah. life, so it's real life. What's... Um, here's a question. What's Nick's strength? What do you think his strength is? Um, I don't know, you know. I don't really care either. I don't know. Nick, Brian's strength? Don't know. I haven't got a clue. Find out on the night. I love it. I love the fact that you're both just walking into there, yeah. just going just to lay it all on the line when yeah. it matters most. That's the yeah. main thing. Um, I said off air there, joking around, I said, you know, you guys put in a fight of the night. This could be a this could be a, sen- a rematch for the Central Area title. And neither has looked amused whatsoever or into whatsoever <laughs> clearly you're both going in there with an agenda and that agenda is to win and to win convincingly is that right? Yeah definitely 100% yeah 100% um, and if if the fight does live up to whatever it, what everyone's talking about and, and it is a barnstormer then why not get it on again and if the fan want, fans want it what, whatever makes makes sense really but we've got to just see what happens on the night um, I'm not looking. I'm not looking at it as a barnstorm. I'm looking on just outboxing them, yeah, and outmanning them. Do you think your your size and potentially your power is going to be the difference, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Um, I reckon he'll get a shock. He get a shock day before weighing. Um, I'll push him back. He's gonna. He's gonna think. He's gonna push me back. I'll push him back. And I'll hate him. Nick, I think with with your size and the size of the lads you've been boxing so far as a pro, I, I guess you've a lot of your opponents have probably underestimated you. Yeah, is that it's been like that throughout your entire career? Yeah, throughout my entire life, everyone was underestimates me until it's um, it's happening, until it was standing there and they realise how strong I am. Um, obviously, we've just got a couple of weeks to go to the fight now. Is this? Is this your favourite part of camp now as it's coming to an end that the, you know, the game plan really starts to come into shape or is this the first time actually both of you have, have actually really started working on a game plan because you know your opponent this far out. It's probably quite unusual. Yeah, I enjoy it. Every, every part's the favourite part for me because it's what I do. It's, it's my job, isn't it? So I love every single minute of it. Is this the first time, Brian? As I say, you, you know, four no so far. Chances are you haven't even known your no. opponent until 24, 48 hours before the fight. <laughs> 
finally now you know your opponent's going to be. You can even watch tape of them if you want to. Yeah. Has that helped you and Scotty and the lads sit down and formulate a plan, or have yeah, you not really well, gone that deep? We haven't really gone that deep, but we've had a little look and um, and just like going through stuff, just still learning, um, learning every day, not not just not just about Nick, but learning how to deal with Nick's style and and other styles similar to Nick. So it's not just about Nick; it's it's about just learning in the whole game all around. It's a great fight, this Nick. A real good one for obviously for Liverpool fight fans, and great for you both as well. It can only do both your careers uh, are really positive. But right now, it must be an exciting time to be a, a pro boxer. I was saying before how busy it is and how entertaining and how booming British boxing is. But this city, especially, yeah. you know, who in this city inspires you, and you know, where, where's your journey going to end? Going to end? No, no one really inspires me. I, I just, I just focus on myself, um, and I'm gonna go to gonna go to the top with it. I'm not, I'm not going to stop until I get to the top, so, yeah. It's booming right now, Brian. Yeah. As I say, we, t- we said at the top of the show, three world title fights in the next couple of months coming up. Yeah. Um, do you feel that, like the, the, the sense of this whole city is really starting to fall in love with boxing again? Everyone's yeah. talking about well, it. Even, it, it's, been, it's been like that for years and years, like Liverpool's fight city, so it's, uh, it's brilliant to be involved and then to have a local derby just to- tops it off, really, so... I'm excited myself. I feel like 10 years ago, this city was, you know, we had half a dozen or so really good pro boxers and a, and, a thr- and a busy little scene, but it was our amateur ranks, which was absolutely booming. You know, we changed the face of amateur boxing in this city from the work Paul King did and everything else. But now we're seeing in the pro ranks the fruits of that labour of the amateur ranks being so good. Now the pro ranks is absolutely booming, hence the reason why we're getting fights like this so early on. It, it, it's a great time for for fight fans as I say um, in terms of your own journey then Nick you know you've had five quick fights inside I think it's 15 months since you turned pro um, do you hope a, a victory over Brian takes you to the next level or because I guess a, I guess a win here in a Mayside Dobby against an undefeated guy the last thing you want to do then is go and fight you know Bojan Lekjevic from Latvia who is mm-hmm. 0 for 50 again you know where do you, where do you hope this this fight takes you to yeah. This fight, this fight's gonna get my name out there after. Um, pe- people will be looking at me after this, thinking, "Oh yeah." So it's going. It's gonna, like people are gonna know know about me after this fight. Is it the rest of the Fed? You know, do you now look up the rankings of featherweight and think, "Fancy that." I like the look of that. I don't really look. I don't do too much looking. If a- any fight got made to me, I'm, I'm taking it straight away. I'll get in there with anyone. I'm not. I'm not I'm not here to like mess about and stuff like that. Just anyone, anyone in there, I'll, I'll fight. Anyways, Brian, in terms of British boxing and certainly this this featherweight division domestically as well, yeah. it's absolutely booming. There's so many fantastic fighters there, world class fighters as well. Um, you know, you you're regularly sharing the ring at the moment with one of the best around, Carl Frampton, one of the best on yeah. the planet. Sharing the ring with someone like Frampton. Surely that's got to give you some kind of confidence. I don't know when them spars are going, but I'm, yeah. I don't care how they're going. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're getting regular work off the best featherweight, one of the best featherweights on the planet. Yeah, um, just helping me out a lot, just learning every single time I'm in there. But like learning on the spot though, like not not getting out and then going, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. Literally, I'm doing it right then, right in the moment. Yeah. So there's no better, there's no better preparation for Nick either. So it just worked out, um, worked out good. Yeah, how did that come about? Um, not even sure. You know, just just, just got um, a phone call one think, day saying he's looking for sparring. Or yeah, I don't know who he was fighting, um, but I had a fight coming up, so I was 
was half fit, so went down the first bar I had with him was round on my own and they phoned me back and been back since I think it was um, my second fight to start sparring with him, been back since since the morning really. Yeah. Um he's asked me to come back after my fight as well, um, to help him out. He's helping me out but I'm gonna help him out after his fight, so it's good, brilliant experience. Of course, yeah. In in terms of your own progress as well, you know, where your expectations are, has it moved the goalposts? You know, did you turn pro thinking I'd love to be British you know, a lot of a lot of lads we have come in and say, I, I turned pro and initially I thought I'd love to be British champion. And then yeah. when you become British champion you might go, I want to be European champion, yeah. I want to move on. But when you spar the likes of Frampton, yeah. Do you come away from that thinking, okay, I've just done well here against basically yeah. one of the top pl- fighters on the planet. You know, forget about English titles. I want to win European. I want. I yeah. want to be a world if, champion. If you can do it, why can't I? Um, it. I, I feel like in in the um, the pro game, it's about levels. But if you're like if you're up the le- levels and you you're getting better and better, it's just about the hard work then and the dedication and living the life. And if if you do that, you, you, the levels will will start adding up and you start learning in there with boxing. You never stop learning. You're mm. always learning, even if it's just little things. Every single day, you're learning. And if you if you think you you know it all, <laughs> you should quit. You should finish. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, quite the, you obviously you come from your background, your gym, thriving, belts left, right, and centre. Do you feel there's a sense of expectation when you walk to the ring with Everton Red Triangle logo on your shorts? Um, what what do you mean? Do, do you feel like there's a little bit of pressure on you to perform? Because at the end of the day, this is a gym that produces champions, as I say, at every level: British, Commonwealth, European. You know, they've got there's other lads in the gym now with big expectations to become world champions. Do you feel that as a little bit of pressure on your shoulders? No, not pressure. But Paul believes in me, and I believe in myself. And as long as as long as you believe in yourself, then that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. As long as you believe in yourself, then you're gonna go far. You're 21 years of age, and you're 24, Brian. So, you know, at the end of the day, you're both from this city. I grew up in this city. Paul grew up in this city. We know what the distractions are like in this city. I can guess, I pretty much I know what your 21-year-old mates are doing and your 24-year-old mates are doing every weekend. Yeah. How, do, how do you find the self-control to say, no, no, that's, that's not my journey, I'm on, I'm on this journey? It, it always interests me to know where the fighter gets his focus from because you know, when I was 21 years of age, I was living for the weekend, all the usual garbage, and I didn't have that focus. Only later in life I kind of thought, wow, if I was as focused as I am now, age forty, where I was when I was twenty-one, who knows what I could have been? Is that who who put that in your head? Is it Paul putting that in your head? Is it your father putting it in your head? You know, how do you how do you stay on the straight and narrow, Nick? It's myself. It's it's I'm so strong-minded, like because I know where I'm going in the sport, so that's why I'm giving it all my time and effort. Um, I don't need to go out on the weekend and and do whatever and like drink. I don't even drink. Um, people get like high, like get get the highs and stuff and enjoy that, but. I get my highs off me training, me fighting. That's what I love, so that's what I'm going to continue to do. Brian, the city at the moment, rocked in this horrific knife crime thing going on on nights out and all that. And you know, I say, it's right now the city needs to take a good look at itself, and certainly the young men of this city need yeah. to take a good look at itself. But you've got, I've got two perfect examples of lads that have have chosen the right path in front of me. Do you think the city's? going to find its feet again or do you think you know what, what what kind of message have you got for these lads who are going out with knives and everything else it's um, it's just it's not making anyone look big or strong it's just making them look stupid um, going out carrying a knife 
if you're carrying that, if you're going to use it, aren't you? So I think it's just stupid. Anyone that goes on a night out in Liverpool and carries a knife is an absolute clown. And you know what? If you think you're hard, if you think you're hard enough to carry a knife, walk into Everton Red Triangle, see how hard you are. Any the sparring on tap for you. Let's see how hard you are. Any problem. Or Scotty's gym for that matter. No problem at all. Listen, lads, thank you so much for coming in. I can cut the tension with the knife already. We've still got a few weeks to go. You've both been incredibly well behaved. Um, Nick, best of luck, obviously, for July 21st. Thank Brian, you. best of luck for July thank 21st. You. Again, you know, Rocky Fielding lost the big one against Callum Smith and he fights for the world title this weekend while Callum still waits. So credit to you both. You know, both careers move forward, in my opinion. One last shout, Nick. Prediction for July 21st? Me win. Brian? Uh, me stoppage nice see you had to get a stoppage that's why I come to Brian second just say stick with us coming up in part three we're going to speak to Rocky Field in the head of his world title fight on Saturday night you're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk you're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk if you're only just joining us you've missed us talking about the Macy's side derby coming up on July the 21st, two young lads putting their undefeated records on the line. But also, at the top of the show, I also teased you and said we're going to be speaking to the next champion of the world, Mr. Rocky Field. I'm delighted to say we've got him on the line now, ahead of his flight over to Germany for this weekend's big world title fight. And let me tell you, this weekend, forget about the football. It's coming home. It's coming. The world title's coming home. Isn't that right, Rock? That's it. That's it, Nick. That's all I've had in the head. Please tell me that that Frank Skinner song isn't what's been stuck in your head. Do you mean bringing the world title home has been stuck in your head? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that song. That's what I've been. Everyone's singing it. It's coming all about the fuss. Yeah, I'm just like that. Nah, the belt's coming. Not the cup, the belt. (laughs) Fantastic. Mate, I've been following your camp uh, even when I was in Spain last week with the wife and kids. I've been following you on social media. I tell you what, I haven't seen your your a smile across your face that big in a long time. Looks like things are going well. Yeah, it has. Everything's going well. Uh, yeah, it's you know great buzz in the gym, uh, being around all lads and uh, getting the getting the nod for this title. I've like switched proper on and like uh, everything's just going going well and going well so far. So it's just. Got the final little bit on Saturday to, to get over, and then, it, then it's done. Then, yeah, it feels like forever. We've been talking about you, Rock, being a, a world title contender. You've been a, a top contender for so long, and it felt like for a while there it just wasn't going to happen. You know, you were defending oh. your British tel- belt, you win the Commonwealth belt. You know, t- 2017 was great, but uh, watching you in 2017, I just I couldn't help but think he's past this level already. He's past domestic level. Let's see him move on. That that was it, yeah. That was that was it. Exactly with me, like you know, not like saying oh, I'm past it. I, I'm bigger. I'm like, being bigger. But when I, I think it's going on to you, and to, like, to get to that next level, you need to up that opponent and, and up that next level and get someone who's like who's the next above you to to fight and and to see where you are. And it's just that way. Just like. That way, and I think it was just like sticking with like the just light fighters, lads, and uh, lads that have, have, have boxed and away and getting up for and things. And so, yeah, it just it was just like plodding along, and then I just thought, like, you know, all the talking was always like, um, when he gonna step up and fight me, I was like, well, I'm, 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 I'm up for it, I'll, I'll fight anyone I want, being put in front of me, I've said, yeah. 
En dan is dus dan zijn zet niet zelf even wat duur profie in in een kort staal en afkwam af en zei ik kan het afkwam ik echt zo ontjonen meer ik ga en die meer die denk ik we zijn wat met de fight Jamie Cox of like come on jonen meer en give me that little next push that little next level of pushing that's it now it's come so I've 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 got a hard to know. Yeah, it's been a tough time and I've been a big advocate of yours. You know, I've had a go at Eddie Hearn a little bit on social media and I've mentioned it to the guys at MTK a couple of times over and over, your management team. But, you know, I realised everyone was pulling in the same direction. But it, it, for a while there, certainly over the last six months especially, we didn't know quite where you were going to go, whether it was going to be the James De Gale route, whether you're going to wait for the winner of Groves versus Callum Smith or, you know, this Tyrone Zouche thing was, was there. But it, And then was Torquay going over to, to, to America and fight for the WBC belt as well? Yeah, the, the, the Ramirez route, yeah. Um, was that yeah, close I, at any time, Rock? Was it close? Yeah, well, yeah, I just, I got, I got since, I remember I was in Starbucks and then so from MTK. Said, look, here's, here's the offer. Is what they're saying. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sadly, just yes, see the way. And then he got back to match him and said, yeah. And then it just went quiet, like for a week, just, just nothing. So I was like, what's going on here? And they got back and I seen it on Twitter that they were fighting a Colombian guy. I was like, ah, oh, what's going on here? I suppose that from like last time I was supposed to fight Cox and then I looked on Twitter and he's fighting. In the way I say it, like, so what What do we do, do you know what I mean? Like, where are we at here? Uh, and then the IBF call for Eliminator, uh, the winner fights the game. And, but when you looked at that, it was like, fight the Eliminator, the Gale fight is mandatory, and then it won't be till next year. Yeah. It's all fight fight something, so what, you know what I mean? And uh, just, um, go down the rankings in the top five of WBA. Zoiga was looking for a defence and said, there's my name, there's me. I said, yes, take the way to that. And, and then he, he, pulled, he pulled his things and uh, Eddie and, and, and TK got it got it together and then here we are. But I, I got so lucky in a big fight today, so I just kept myself in that and then obviously they announced it like just five weeks ago, but I kind of knew that I'd be out in July in a big fight, so um, I had to keep my head on it. And, it seems like everyone in your camp at the moment in big fights or preparing for big fights. Yeah. Uh, Jamie's stable's absolutely thriving up there in Salford. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, we Jack Castle was out uh, last week we on the Belfast. Doing the business in Belfast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Martin was out the week before. Um Got me next on me on Saturday, and you got Frampton and you know Steve Rose on the big Windsor Park bill. Yeah. Um. So it's like we just we just speaking now, like Jamie Barry. He he flies on. He said he flies on holiday. Yeah, they're all planned to fly on holiday from Belfast on Sunday to get about boxing for a bit. Mm-hmm. But then Jack's fighting in September, so he's got to fly to Spain for three days. And then fly back and get get ready with Jack for September. So he's he's non stop on the go. He's away now. We need we go we go to, tonight. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. the gym is thriving. Everyone's in fight, big fight. Everyone's buzzing and pushing each other and supporting each other. We're all together. So it it, it gives you the extra lift. You know what I mean? And uh, being with like Martin and 
for a while now, and he's been around the big the big gym and fighting on. He's there in the corner with me, and Frampton, who's been you know world world champion, and he's you know he's a great fighter, yeah, unbelievable fighter. So having him with you know you're looking good and like putting little things out to me. So it, it's give me a little lift. So it's it's uh, starting me now. Yeah, I seen Jamie take you on the pads earlier today on Instagram as well. You look you look razor sharp. I'm sure you've got game plan A, game game plan B, and game plan C ready to go, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Everything's Jamie. You know, you know, Jamie's a, a good, good, very good trainer. He knows the game, and um, you know, every, everything he said when we, everything we worked on, what he said in the Brophy fight, I done, yeah. and that's what I make that happen in the you know in the first round. So. I'm hoping everything that we're doing now um, was the same, but everything that we're working on, what he's saying, I kind of like picked up on it. So it's been good that we both on the same thing and adding little things and his little knowledge. And it's just, yeah, it's last little sharp session before um, I felt sharp and strong, um, fresh than what I, what I have been, you know what I mean? So I'm in a good place at the minute, like. Absolutely. Going over to Germany as well, obviously, you know, Martin Martin speaks from experience that it can be tough sometimes for British fighters to yeah, get decisions yeah. over in Germany. Is that something that's not into your mind? Is the plan yeah. to go over there and obviously stop this kid? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the plan, I haven't had it in the head. I've just, I've just got to think that, you know, my, my boxing, my game plan will be en- enough, you know, to me, to get me get me the round, get me the win, and hopefully you know, if I can catch him and, and I can hit him, then it, that'll, that'll be even better. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, as you said, I've been over there and I've, we've watched fighters go there and it's, the points are being crazy when it comes to the scorecards. And, uh, you know, it's a big example, like what I've, I've been watching, like, I know it's, you know, maybe I was watching Nathan Cleverly and, and Bremer. Yeah. Uh, and there's, what Clever he done to Bremer and just broke him down and he just gave in, he just didn't have a thing and nothing like that him yet was playing him yet. You've got like Bremer's Joyga's coach now and you know what I mean got that you got that mentality, do you know what I mean? So um, he was the example of Clever going in there, rocked up and just staying up just doing that and breaking him down, which is you know what I mean. So I've got that time yet as well and I've had all all lot of things but the main thing is I can't worry about like uh, something out of your control. Yeah, ultimately, yeah. That. Yes, but I believe if I can do it and everything comes off, yeah, enough. Do you know what I mean? To, to, cover, to cover the the, the rounds and and the decision. Yeah. Obviously, Paul Smith from Liverpool went over there and fought Zuga uh, 13 months ago. Now, last last June. Um, Paul pretty much, you know, lost every round. I think he, Paul accepts yeah. he, he, you know, he, he was he was pretty much past his best then, and I think he got dropped in the twelfth as well. Uh, uh, is that a fight that you've watched? Have you watched a lot of Zuga, you know, in the build up to this camp, or is that something you leave to Jamie? Yeah, I mean, I'll leave this to Jamie. Well, obviously, I, 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 I've looked up, I've looked up, you know, I mean, the, the time, spare time that I've been getting, yeah, I've been watching them. Um, just since like since he won the title, the, the fight he got to draw with the Italian guy, and then uh, then he stopped him in the twelfth. Then he beat Paul, and then he boxed F Cole twice. Yeah. But he he lost. He won on the on the court on the 
three. That's right. The doctor pulled him out, didn't he, the first time? Yeah, and it was a bit of a, a mad one. Like he didn't want to be in there. It's like he just got past that four hours, and he knew, and then he was turning away, and he was every. I and then Epco was letting him turn away without the referee just stopping him, not doing nothing. Do you know what I mean? If, if, that, if I get the chance, do you know what I mean? I'm jumping on him. Absolutely. So, but then obviously the second fight that he matched, you went out on it, blasting him out, and caught him some good shots, and wobbled him and got him out of there. And I've, obviously, yeah, I watched the poor fight. Um, Paul Corson, I think, like in the fourth and then like the seventh, Corson with good shots, give him a little wobble, but that was it. Didn't do nothing, didn't form nothing up. And yeah, obviously he was a bit, he was sharper than Paul. And uh, Paul looked like he was just okay to just get the rounds in or something and see yeah. if he could make openings, but he, he couldn't make the opening. So I've, I've, you know, I'm a bit of a, you know, I box and I can move and I can punch it. You know, I, I'm up for this, so I'm open. What I can do and what would be working on, that can be be the path. Um, but Joe, you got a good fighter. Joe, you know, he's got a good amateur. He's got a background and what he's done now, he what he's done in his fight, he's he's done well and distance is good, his jab's good, his footwork and that. So it, it's a good fight. Yeah. Do you expect him um, to come at you to fly at you? You expect him to try and get a because yeah. I think I think Brophy did that, didn't he? Brophy tried to fly at you at the Echo Arena when the British Commonwealth was on the line, yeah, and, yeah, and he, and he yeah. found out that you do carry a lot of power certainly early on in fights. So do you think Zuga yeah. might have learned that lesson? Or I, I always think that Brophy probably thought, "Oh, Callum Smith caught him in the yeah. first, and he starts slow. I'll catch him in the first, and the exact opposite yeah. happened." Yeah, that that yeah, and that that's it, and maybe and um. You know, I don't believe like he, he punches out as Callum, do you know what I mean? So, I don't think he's ever, uh, I don't believe he could punch as hard as Callum. He, he might, he might come on, he might, he might do, he might just be there, not the time being in your face, say you're doing sharp, be sharp and that, but I'll be the same. Yeah. So, whatever he, he, he fires, see me, I'll fire back to him. So, um, it's going to be an interesting one because some of his fights, he, He's like kind of just being lazy and stood there and had a throws at all and that fluster the shots go and then tightens up but then some fight he's been on his toes, jabbing and moving and mm-hmm. moving around. So You don't know what you're gonna get basically. Yeah, that's the same and, and you know, we probably looked at my my fights that I've had like the rather and, and like um and with Callum and Force, oh yeah, do you know what I mean? And that was totally different now, do you know what I mean? So it's he'll be surprised when he when he comes out and thinks he can put it on me. Yeah. And then he gets caught. And yeah, I think you know, I think all I do is let him know that I, I can hit and I've just gotta catch him you know, clean and see how he reacts. But I don't think he's being hit clean on the chin yet or took a good shot and reacted off it yet. So hopefully I can be the first one to, to do that. Absolutely. I think in, certainly in terms of Domestic super middleweight division as well. Obviously, we've got a couple of world champions there, very high level. But I think you're undervalued as a, as the finisher. You know, your your finishing record speaks for itself. Your power speaks for itself. Why do you think people, you know, don't kind of give you the respect you deserve for your punch power? It's weird. Uh, yeah, I know. Cause, um, I think no way like when you with some fire when you, like, from the outside you watch. Like I had a couple of lads come in sparring for me, and like. 
he was honest. He said like he was looking, he's watched the fights and then and then actually getting in there with me. Like yeah. <laughs> to see this skinny scout's power of God's own me, I've got <laughs> no muscles, you know, I've got obviously better shape. I was, I was heavy handed thinking this, you know I I say and every time every every I've had fourteen knockouts but and every one of them I've been nervous, the fear factors being there, the butterflies and so and that's what I've got now and that's what he had for Brophy and that's what he had last time he had for Brian Vera and then I obviously bought Callum and never had him, Brass Air didn't have nothing there, Rada didn't have and I was like, What's going on? You know what I mean? It's like that that fear factor, that nerves it, it's not there and when Brophy was coming up, I had it all back. Yeah. Everything back and as I said, when I boxed Brian Vera, I was like, oh, he's tough, and uh, the names and that Nobby Gonzalez, he had all that class fighter. So I looked in the record, and when I seen the stoppages, and I was going, I was, I was, up, I was proper nervous with that, wasn't and I've got that feeling now, you know what I mean, like that excitement and butterflies, nerves, and, and hopefully that pays a part for me, like it has done, so. I'm going in there like fully confident and going to put it all on the line of there. Absolutely, matey. Well, listen, this as usual, this entire city is 100% behind it, as is the whole of British boxing. The fight's live on Sky Sports this weekend on Saturday night when Rocky Fielding will become the new WBA super middleweight champion of the world at long last. And you know what? Ralphie gets a belt to take to school, does he not? Uh, that's it, that's it. And I was looking back at it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when he was born, first born, I won the British, and then the next fight, I won the Commonwealth. Now, I've got this, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. it's three out of three, hopefully. Absolutely, 100%. That's the other line. Yeah, I've got the, I've got the WBA Intercontinental uh, around his waist on his screen saver now, so, I've, 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 it's getting there, it's getting there, and just the uh, main thing, so it's getting in there, and getting back the next day for him, and, because, uh, that's all I do with it, you know what I mean, is getting yeah. myself for him and, and, and you know, a, a, long, a long dream that I've dreamed of, so... Um, well, yeah, mate, you've done it, you've done it the proper way, you've done it, British Commonwealth, the interim title belts, now you've finally got your... And you've been patient for it, God knows you've been patient, Rock, but it pays yeah, off this yeah. weekend in Germany, my mate. Yeah, best of luck out there, yeah. bring the belt home. You say this one, yeah. All the best. It's coming home, Rock. It's coming home. home. It's coming. Yeah. Tremendous. Rocky Fielding. Stick with us. Fight Disciples coming back next week. Hopefully we'll have Rocky in the studio with his belt. You'll listen to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You've been listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You can also check us out on social media at Fight Disciples on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And also, as usual, there's two extra podcasts this week. Uh, one on boxing, one on UFC. Check them out as well at fightdisciples.com. And I'll catch you here next week for a little bit more boxing news. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.